We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, LightYears listeners? We're excited to invite you to the official LightYears slash Warriors World Draft Party on July 29th at Standard Deviant Brewery in San Francisco. Our first official show since post-pandemic. Post-pandemic, food, drinks, real-time draft analysis, Q&As, special guests, free merch giveaways. And remember, your first drink is on us with a ticket purchase. We are excited and can't wait to see you there. Info to purchase tickets can be found on our social feeds and official Light Ears link tree. And welcome to the Light Ears podcast. Andy, I think we have our fa- official favorite guest on this week. I don't know. Do we do official guest power rankings? Probably not right now. Wait, wait till he's no longer on the if, show. If we were to ask our listeners who their favorite guest is, I'm pretty sure it's Marcus Thompson. I'm, I'm pretty sure. The people, they get so excited. Sometimes I'm like, do they care about me? Am I even worth, you know, on on this podcast? They just, they is just this, want to. Is MD. this gas necessary? Like, <laughs> I'm already I mean, doing the show. Um, it's just true. It's just heard, true. I've heard you guys use this line. Plenty times. Before. You think we did it for Ethan when he came on? You think we as did the same listener, thing? <laughs> as a listener, uh, you guys always like, you know, whisper sweet nothing. Since you <laughs> hey man, if, if guess, it works, if, if it works, keep going, keep going back to it. It's like, uh, it's like the step back three. You know, I'm the, like, the problem is going with the same move. The problem is there's no way to ever believe Andy likes anything, right? So the. <laughs> The very idea of, of a favorite is anti Andy Lou. So if you told me you hated me the most, then I'll be like, I've made it. I've arrived. But Andy doesn't like anything. Can't hate anyone. <laughs> the, so, the, the guests we tolerate the most. We, we, we don't like, but we just have here because the listeners asked for. Is that what you want? I mean, as long as it's the truth, I'm with it. <laughs> so, somebody, somebody asked me last night, I was watching Clippers Suns. Like, they, they saw me rooting for the Clippers. They said, why are you rooting for the Clippers? And I go, well, I mean, it looks bad for CP3 and Kawhi. And they go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So you're not really rooting for what you want. You're just rooting for whatever is more fun on Twitter. I said, yeah, it's, it's usually whoa, how it goes. Whoa, whoa. How will it look bad for, oh, I get it. If they win right. without Kawhi. Okay. Right, 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 right. You're not rooting for CP3? No, no. Wow. I'm rooting for Giannis. I mean, overall. Oh these, yeah, I, 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 that's who I want to. I do want. I, I do yeah. want. I, I just, I just feel like out of all the people, I feel like, uh, you know, he's more my speed of player. So I like, I like that he, does, yeah, I like that he doesn't complain, but I like that he doesn't care. He, he, he struggles, and it's like, yo, whatever, let's do it again. Like, he's just kind of a G about everything. So like I Steph, like that. kind of. Very, very Steph like. Easy going. I appreciate that. I. I actually, not to bring it up, I don't know who I want to win out of the final four. There's none that like I'm like rooting against. Yeah, I feel very uh, zen about all of them. Like I ain't talking about story. Who's the best story, man? Like it's hmm. to me, for me, it's Giannis. I don't know if Atlanta won it, it would be lit. I would go back to my college town and you know have some. There's an advantage there, but for me, Giannis is the is the champion that makes next year that much more interesting, right? It makes it like you add him to the fold of title winners. 
You don't think you don't think Phoenix winning at all would make it a little more interesting? I mean, it would be interesting for me, not more than Giannis. If it is, if Phoenix win it, wins it, it's more like a like a, the end of the party. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. It's like, yo, Chris Paul finally culminated. Nobody's gonna expect Chris Paul to go back to back. Oh, uh, it's it's, it's, it's like 2011 Mavericks or like yeah, Dirk gets yeah. one. You're like, it'll be. It's oh, a great for, story, good, but it's good gonna for die. him, bro. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but but Giannis is like, all right, now now I got a championship. And I'm trying to join the greats. So now I'm battling with KD. I'm battling with Steph. I'm battling with LeBron. And another like legitimate dude is in the fray, which for me adds to the appeal for next year. Because I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm all about the story. Mm -hmm. I'm all about like what's going to feed my family and what I can write about. So, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to get on here in front like I actually care or like, you know what I'm saying? Or I have these emotive feelings like y'all trying to act like. We we got some good stories to discuss today. I'm trying to decide where I want to start with it. Um, let's start let's start on this one then. You wrote about the Warriors potentially trading up and your Sunday oh. randomness. Uh-oh. Sunday randomness is, by the way, just great because more it's kind of more gassing up. Yeah, of course. Oh. Well, I mean, it's written in a way that's like literally how I think. I'm just kind of like bouncing around ideas in my head all the time. Uh, do you actually think the Warriors? <laughs> do you actually think the Warriors are going to trade up? Because like. I, I'm going to, um, I don't know. I think we, we're, we often look at these things like, right. like if one person decides, that's it. Right. If Myers is like, yo, I'm trading up. We're going to trade up. Like <laughs> there, there are other people who got to be a party to it. I don't think they're getting up for number one. I just can't see Detroit. Boy, a little bit of a pipe dream. Yeah. I can't <laughs> see Detroit. Like, you know what? I don't really like this Cade fella. You know, uh, <laughs> But it is, I mean, if you just think about it, if somehow you could convince yourself that Jalen Green is like 1B, right? Or even two, now it's like Jalen Green and Wise. Like, I can see it. I've been asking people about it. I initially was like, oh, hell no, Detroit would never do this. And the response wasn't, no, nah, absolutely they wouldn't. It was always like, well, they <laughs> they do like Wise. I'll, I'll say this I've been, I've been saying oh. this to Andy all year. I think Cade is the highest floor prospect. I would not be surprised if Jalen Green ended up being the better player in five years. Like I could also see it not happening and him going the route of like many kind of uh, chuckers over the years, you know, where it's like he scores a lot, but like it's not really that impactful. I, I do get the allure there a little bit. I do. Oh yeah, no question. There is, there's a sexiness to his game that, that, you know, in the end, man, the NBA and executives height athleticism. They they can't do this like it's like cake at a fat party. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you just they're going to fall for it every time. It never fails. It's like, oh man, but he's seven feet though. But he's six foot eight. Oh, but did you see that wingspan? It's this is the history of basketball. Every, you know, the closest to the peach basket is the best team. So I do feel like. Mobley is another guy I do right. like if I could see him being the best player in the draft. Like I could see it working out because he just seems to fit today's hoop. So I I don't I don't know if they'll trade up or not. If I were them, I, I think they should. Yeah. I think that's like it's yo, there. yeah, you don't want I don't know if seven and fourteen does it for you, what you need what you need to accomplish. I mean, I, I would assume it gets you to five. By the way, ironically enough, the uh you talk about teams getting enamored with length and athleticism maybe to their detriment james wiseman is on this warriors team you could make that argument <laughs> that the Max. warriors perhaps uh fell for I that mean, but that's warriors history right like oh yeah. man but he's so tall right but he could play but he's yeah. big yeah man. i mean the thing with wiseman is at least he could shoot which is which is fun if they let him shoot then it becomes more fun right um one day one day but what i was gonna actually throwing into that yeah you wrote your article before it was uh before your your guy uh, Shams Trania reported that Penny's got the inside Uh-oh. track for Orlando, and we all know Penny and Wiseman's history there, so that that even opens up an option. Like, could the Warriors move up to five? Is that something you even want to do? Yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's gonna be about a month of just pure like fantasy basketball trade machine stuff. So the question is: Is five enough? Like. But it also depends on who, like, who fall, who's falling the five, right? Right. Who's if somebody, um, and I know, uh, I think it was our our guy, uh, Jake, 
uh, basically called Davion Mitchell the next Johnny Flynn, and, and, <laughs> and Davion Mitchell liked it. But but that idea of somebody falling in love with somebody and, and pump, pumping them up, like right. that's very possible in this draft. Do you, you know somebody's gonna fall in love with Scotty Barnes and he's gonna go third, right? right. Like you just you already know it's gonna happen. Uh, Deion Waiters, remember uh, somebody's that's gonna happen. So I don't know. I don't think there's five players I would do it for, but one of the four might end up at five. Here's here's the real indictment, right? Here's the real thing. And I, I actually think Wiseman will be good. But what if Penny don't want Wiseman? <laughs> what if Penny's Ooh. like, nah, we good? <laughs> I like that Looney fella, though. Let's go get him. <laughs> I mean, because he's the guy that would know, right? He's the guy that would know. That'd be disgusting. Why would you even... <laughs> don't put that I, in the universe. Go on. <laughs> I, I think y'all so I think I think people are so hard on Wiseman, man. Like I, I I get the fit with Steph. Like I get that, but man, there there people are not preparing for a universe where Wiseman is a beast somewhere else. And then those same people are gonna be on social media talking about I can't believe the Warriors let him go. I can't well, believe here, here's my is. here's my thing with the Warriors, and this has been I kinda... mean you do it for Kendrick Nunn, right? Like everybody's like, Oh, he was with the Warriors, <laughs> Kendrick Nunn. Like, of course you're gonna Boucher, do it. Boucher's a big one. Everyone loves the I love the Boucher ones, my favorite one. But here's my thing with Wiseman. It's uh it's not that he's not talented. Like anyone with two eyes can see that. I feel like the thing Andy and I have been kind of focused on over the years, like I, the Warriors have no clue what to do with him. Like the entire year kind of exposed the fact that they had no competent development plan and they kind of admitted it by kind of, you know, starting over. <laughs> yeah. Getting rid of half their assistants and, and hiring new player development assistants. Like you can say, you can say Andy and I are overly critical, but like the Warriors acknowledge that they didn't like what they no, see. I, I, no, no question. And look, I don't even, I don't even know that they didn't know. I just <laughs> think they chose wrong. Right. I think they just put a lot of faith into how they do things. Right. And right. if you put them in, I, I'm, I'm absolutely certain there were people who are on the words like, yo, we should be doing this. And you know how they are. They put all the ideas to the table and they come to the consensus. So I don't think that they don't know. I mean, from the beginning, I think they did. I've I just felt like this concept of where well, we're not going to win a title dominated everything. Oh, we're well, not going to win a title. We're well, not going to win a title. We're well, not going to win a yeah. title. And it really kind of set a, the tone for the season, even early, where it was like, when I remember asking Steve, um, Yo, Wiseman's taking these these twenty two footers. Like, you know, it's probably not. It's probably not a good shot. Not ideal. I don't want to. I don't want to tell him what to do. I just want to get him. He's like, I just want to see him play. Let him play. Let him get some experience. And it was like, like I understand that for a lot. That that was a philosophical choice. And I don't think that was the only one. I just think it's the one they chose. And I think over time it became clear okay, there's probably another way to, to go about this and maybe we should try that other way instead of, you know, like, hey, we're the Warriors. Like, once you get in our system, it's going to work, right? right? I mean, we for two years, they've had all these, these youngsters on the roster, right? And it was like, all right, and, you know, you kind of need some vets. <laughs> I know y'all going to get on me about this Jamal Crawford thing. I know everybody, but I'm like, <laughs> It was very clear you just needed a veteran, like somebody to like get the ball, get a bucket, and they just didn't they didn't want that type of guy. And then the season's over. Bob Myers is like veterans, veterans, veterans. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I, I do think I think the ideas were there, the thoughts were there. I don't think it was a matter of incapability. I just think they just chose the route they chose as opposed to a different route. I mean, it's 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 also tough when and I don't know whether it's right or not, but it's also tough when you got Steph on the team and you're trying to win basketball games. If you told me, I, I said this before, if you told me that that this team is is rebuilding and you're telling me that we're going to have to go through going, growing pains, I would love watching every every single minute of James Wiseman doing whatever he wants and Brad yeah, Wanamaker, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, I live yeah. with it. Like, it's it's fine. We've seen it for 20 years. But it's a different story when it's, when this is a team that you're working with, when it's Steph, when it's Draymond, and then you refuse to put players around those guys. And I'm not even talking about Wiseman, but you talk about a vet. Brett Wanamaker's vet. <laughs> He's just not the type of vet that that was probably helpful 
uh, for those players when you're talking about Jamal, Jamal Crawford. Right? I mean, like, is he a vet? He's not a vet. He's 30, but he ain't a vet. <laughs> like, what is right. he? I don't know. I don't know what he is. I mean, he got to journeyman. the 29. Like, he was. Yeah, he's a, he's a journeyman. I guess there, there is yeah. a distinction <laughs> between a journeyman and a vet. Ugh. The Jamal Crawford thing's interesting because it's like, uh, it's I feel like a player. It's I feel like uh, Marcus and I talk about it. It's like they they really just dislike players who can yep. dribble, who dribble the ball in any capacity, really. I mean, we were, we were, me and Kawakami were, and, and Ethan were arguing about this on Warriors Plus Minus. I just think, generally speaking, they have a way of excluding swaths of players based on a philosophy. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just right. like, you know, we don't want players who's like, you know, pinky toe is too long. All right, it was 40% <laughs> of the league that just can't play for us, right? Like, it's like, I just don't think that's a good philosophy, right? Like, I just, I, I, I think that's a setup. It limits your ability to put a team together. So some, it, some situations, you just need a guy for one or two things. Right, that's the part that I'm that that always is weird for me. It's just the one or two things that they value. It just sometimes the the negatives overweigh that, right? Like, but it's not true everywhere else, right? This is the whole Ben Simmons thing. You can't put Draymond oh, with a no. non-shooter. You do it all the time. Like, no, I get it. Some of you don't want to pay. Yeah, what's million. You do it all the time. I'm with you. I'm with so, you. Yeah. So it's like, is it is that the philosophy or is it just I don't right. like that type of player, right? I, I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's the thing. It's like you need a guy to get a bucket, but he doesn't play defense. I'm gonna I'm gonna spitball right. my theory right. here. And it's Jordan Poole. But yeah, keep saying I'm gonna spitball my theory here. Everything came way too easy to management, and they created a bunch of like faux philosophies that they thought were actually attainable because of it. Like they got Steph on the biggest discount deal since Scotty Pippen. They they get Clay and Draymond underpriced. Then the cap exp- you're able to make these you know like arbitrary decisions. We only like these type of players when like you have the ability to sign anyone you want because you have all the money in the world with cap space and everything. Now they're in a situation where it's like Kind of just need to find guys who can play and figure it out, you know. Like they, you know, they're not they're more not normal, falling under a the more cap. normal situation. Yeah, exactly. Because like not the real, every dare you say the real NBA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it always goes back to Steve. <laughs> now, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I mean, in in a sense, it does. I I mean, look, I can't. Can you really knock them? They literally have three championships and five finals appearances. No, of course not. How they yeah. do it? Like it makes sense. You know, and and you're watching the rest of the league in a sense copy it, right? You watch oh, Atlanta, yeah. like oh, so. Yeah. It's not like they're wrong. I just think it's harder to field a team like that you, with the with the with the constraints that they have. And you can do both. You can keep your philosophy and change it a little bit. I think a Kyle Shanahan, he changed his offensive line philosophy this offseason. He drafted a dude that's like 350 pounds when he when he's used to getting guys that are a lot smaller. Yeah. Yeah, because they can't pass protect, right? Like they're, they're, they can't pass protect. So he's like, I'm gonna draft bigger guys. And I think with the Warriors, it's like the same thing. Like he, they're right. Like you want length, you want great defenses, but at some point, you also probably want to, you probably want the other stuff too. Like it's, it's not a like Jordan Poole. I think is is the best example or perfect. Example, like it's yeah. because he's probably not Steve Kerr's favorite guy, <laughs> but man, like he he can he can get to the hole. He can create, he can shoot a little bit. Like he can do all those things. He's not scared, right? But he also plays no defense. And he's like, and, and so he's and turns the ball over. So he's probably somewhere curves. Like, I don't know if I like this guy long term, but I mean, he's probably going to be one of the most important players for the Warriors moving forward. So, what do you do with that? You play him. There you go. Right. There you go. You just you milk not. people. You milk yeah. people for what they for what they can bring you. I, I that that my philosophy is I was ever a coach, and yes, yeah, Steve, you can. You know, what I'm saying, you feel me. Uh, yada yada me. Uh, my philosophy <laughs> as a coach is you milk players. You, I, I'm more concerned with what you can do. Show me what you can do, and I'll figure out how to use that. Um, and, and that's what one. That's one of the things that I've been thinking the Warriors needed, and Durant was the luxury. Is they needed right. to get his own shot. They need a dude who get his own shot. That's not named Stephen Curry, right? Like you need a dude who can be like everything is going to mess. And I have a tried and true plan for getting the bucket. 
and they they need to. I can like get that. to the rim when I want to. I can, I can get to the line, right? Yeah, I, I yeah. got I got these three spots on the floor where I just don't miss. Like they need a guy like that. And step backs there every time. Yeah, exactly. Something like and that. And if you gotta, uh, and if you gotta stomach a guy who probably doesn't do these four things well, then you just gotta stomach it because, yo, it was a playing game. It was rough, and they needed a. <laughs> They needed somebody who could go get a bucket. And you ended up with Andrew Wiggins curling off the screen and missing the oh. entire rim, right? Meanwhile, Ja is like, I'm going to get to this dotted line, and it's over. Every time, I'm going to get to this dotted line, and it's over. They had a place to go, and you triple-team Steph. They just didn't have that. Uh, and that's I do think that's a bit of – the Kevin Durant luxury coming back to haunt because you had that. Like you had a guy who could cut off ball. You had a guy who could run point. You had a guy who could go get a shot. And it was all like kind of encompassed. But you might need to leave a spot just for a guy who can get all he does is get to the rim. Yeah. Right. That's it. That's all he does. And when you need him, I mean, what is Lou Will doing really actually? He's there for one thing. Right. <laughs> that's, that's it. Right. So you, you kind of got to have those guys on the team. And I, I think they were just like, yeah, I don't really, li- I don't really like those guys in the sense. But but you need them. You got to have them. Do you think? So I wrote this on the rundown, and now I'm taking a di- different direction. I was going to say, do you think the Warriors management has kind of a diversity problem in terms of like the voices they listen to? Oh, I thought you were about to be. I'm like, man, did you see? It? What could you yeah. say? All right, Sean Livingston, you thought it was over? <laughs> uh, but now I'm just wondering if it's like uh, they just have a completely myopic view of everything and i just like you can take diversity statement any different direction they just need someone who can push back and I give a different perspective it. i think, think they, they do? have it I, th- I do think that i don't think everything was harmonious okay like i don't think they were all like hey let's go this way i do think there were i know there were like you, you talk to people and it's like uh it's not like oh we're stupid for doing that it's like yeah, I agree with you. When I'm, when I'm saying, hey, you, should, you guys should be doing this. Oh, I understand where you're coming from. Like, I hear you. You know, we chose this one, but I hear you, right? It, you kind of get that kind of vibe. And, and you know, you got to be very fair with Steve Kerr. He absolutely changed throughout the season, right? He absolutely shifted, right? And people, you know, you know he's got a coach of staff who's telling him stuff, and he started coach. shifting, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nah, I'm going to go, why are you trying to take the, the credit from the black man? I'm getting, <laughs> Come on. What, what, you know what I'm saying? Why I, when, it was, when it was Luke Walton, it was all <laughs> Luke, Nick Uren. Now that it's Mike Brown, it's Andy Luke. Nah, I thought it was, it was Chris Weems. I was giving credit to Chris Weems. You know Weems. Chris Weems. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> now, but you could see the evolution. I also think that's the part people miss, man. Like, Steve Kerr's never done this before. Like, he never had to, like, squeeze an extra eight wins out of a team before. Like he he walked onto a team that was ready to go, and he had to learn how to do it. And you could see him doing that. You could see the the evolution this year of him as a like you know, like he was looking like Budenholzer look right now sometimes, right? Like he was looking like you know Frazzle, like he he up on a ref screaming timeout, like that was never Steve Kerr, right? You ain't never yeah, seen him yeah. up on the edge of the seat of the play, like. We we brought out the uh we saw the old flask in the back pocket cur like the the Nick Nolte blue chips hanging on the edge Al Pacino uh, any given Sunday Steve Kerr that's that's what they needed that life right there on the razor that could go either way <laughs> because I'm with the team like that that some of that Steve Kerr came out I love that I mean that's that's the thing also people assume that well what are you gonna do with you know, would you want to fire Steve? And I don't think Sam and I have ever said that. I don't think anybody wants that. It's more of a, he's a very, very good coach. I think he was a top three coach during the runs. It's a little tougher now. So maybe he's not there, but you're not going to get a better coach out there right now than Steve Kerr. Like who, who, yeah, who I don't trying to, right? Like there's nobody out there. I don't understand this philosophy, this idea that Steve Kerr's a back. <laughs> like there's <laughs> like, not, it's, it's just more, how can he figure it out? And also like losing is part of, playing uh-huh. basketball right like nobody's got a great i mean like pop went 20 years in a row right but i mean how many of them was like yo I, we just barely made it into the playoffs and we had no shot when we got in there like that's that's part of the deal like if you if if, if you want the warriors to be good 
over a 20 year stretch than absolutely Steve Kerr needs seasons like this period. Like that's what makes Rick Carlisle and, and Greg pop. That's what make those dudes good. They've seen every scenario, all of them, every type yeah. of player, every yeah. type of situation. So yes, you need, you want Steve Kerr to go through like he got it. Like that's good. It don't mean he a bad coach. He just add to his repertoire, just like you know Jordan Poole, right? <laughs> like just like the rest of them. You want him to go through this stuff. The idea that Steve Kerr is a bad coach is like ridiculous. Steve Steve Kerr and, and Steve Kerr loving Jordan Poole types uh, in a few years from now is going to be so cool. It's just going to be and like, you know it's going to be him. The, 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 the funny night, part, you know, they're going to the be best friends. He actually does love sometimes. <laughs> be like, you like that guy? <laughs> like this. This is your like it'd be like yo, but he's such a good passer. It'd be like I don't care about that extra pass. Like the dude, <laughs> the dude can't dribble, right? Like so, like like Steve loved Alfonso McKinney. The dude got like three offensive rebounds in the preseason. He was like, "That's my man. I love, <laughs> I love his hustle." You know, like I mean, I I get it, but like there's some, you know, what I'm saying. Then it's another guy's like, "Yo, I don't really like that guy." Yeah. How much how, how upset Steve gonna be when they draft James Booknight number seven? Oh <laughs> uh, what what would make Steve more upset? Uh drafting somebody like Booknight or getting Ben Simmons? Oh well, would he dislike Ben Simmons? Oh yes. Come on. I hey, hey, whoa, whoa. Hey, but, you know what? I do I, I go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I know you what no, 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 I, it's not that. I, I think I think you know what I'm going to try to sell you on. I think I, I would try to sell you on him being the next Andre Godala. Like, take away the the all the off-court, whatever that is. I'm just saying, on the court, he could be an Andre Godala. Uh, not going to make the clutch threes, but he'd be better scoring at the rim. Um, he'd be a great ball handler, great passer, obviously, uh, and a great defensive player. What what about Philosophically, that? Right? Philosophically, yeah. he seems to make sense with what Steve likes, a I'm guy who defends, a guy who guards multiple positions, a guy who can pass, a guy who does those intangible things, right? That, you know, Steve loves so much as a end of the bench guy, right? Like who likes to fashion himself as a 12th man, right? Like right. He, he likes all that stuff. But man, um, Steve is a, a maniacal competitor. I think the reason he, he probably wouldn't like him is because he, I don't think Steve would like a dude who's scared to shoot. I think that's a, like, you ain't I think, ready. I think I'm with ready. you on that. I think Steve's happier to live with Draymond airballing a floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than, than Ben Simmons just, <laughs> like, not, not take and, and passing it to the worst shooter on the floor when he had a dunk. Yeah, I think, I think Steve is like, nah, man. Like, because you can't, Steve is not, he's just not the scary type like he's not for that type you know what i'm saying like right the the timidity uh he like he likes dudes who hey man you got your role you go out here and execute it and yeah i might put you up against a player who is way better than you but oh well <laughs> right like <laughs> get out there and do your thing i just i could see him saying Man, this dude, no, I can't have a guy out there who does it, who won't shoot it. Like, but at, but conversely, I think Steve would be the guy to fix him. Like, you know, Steve would give him a book, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hook him up with, with oh, his locker Steve. next to staff, you know what I'm saying? Do all the little things, like the stuff that Steve is great at, like, you know, getting uh, uh getting into your head and kind of bringing the best out to you. I feel like you know, Ben Simmons needs some of that. He'll, every press conference will be talking about how great Ben Simmons is. Ben Simmons will go like, oh, for five from the free throw line. And he'll be like, man, his, his post-entry passes are incredible, right? Like Steve will just probably would make, be. Yeah, he'll make Ben Simmons feel like he kind of needs some of what Steve does. But I do think there's something about. Isn't that what Doc did all year, though? <laughs> I mean, Doc would, spent yeah. all year building him up. And say, I mean, Doc. Doc may have spent like 50k of his own money campaigning for his defensive player of the year. Therapy uh, fees. I don't know. Psychiatrist fees. I, Draymond might help him. <laughs> or, or I mean, or break him. It's clutch guys. Or I mean, break clutch guys. Yeah. yeah, and that's I mean, that's true, but I don't know. Yeah, shout ah. out shout out Draymond for finding ways to not criticize Ben Simmons while he was on TNT the whole time. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I that's, just, that's an interesting thing. Like Omri Caspi didn't survive. And he was right, right. Like yeah. those dudes just don't really fit the vibe. Like you kind of got to be a bit of a gangster. 
God, Omri Caspi, I am. Ugh, that was I was very happy. Nick about Young, him. Nick Young didn't survive, right? Like if you if if when the ball comes to you and you somehow there's a timidity about you shooting that you just tend right. to not survive with the Warriors. Like that's Jordan Poole, that's why Jordan Poole, he not see, see, he just he, I mean maybe he's too dumb. He's too no, young. no, that dude is a gangster, but he don't care. Like no, that's he what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Backboard yeah. and was like, I'm taking another one, right? Like against the Lakers, he was he had an open three and he just I mean he missed it, yeah. but He's but he not. He, he definitely has confidence in his skills, and that's a good thing. Overall, <laughs> oh no! Question. I'd live. With, I'd live with a dude taking a couple bad shots with confidence than uh, any any myriad of guys we've had over the years who are just afraid to shoot the ball. But man, if you are like if you're Steve Kerr and you got Ben Simmons and turned him around, what? Like twenty million a year? Bring me all your rejects. <laughs> I mean, bring me all your cast offs. If I'm Steve, like, I'm going to turn this dude around and then I'm charging double for the next time. I mean, you got Wiggins and and Simmons, like, back to back. I mean, Steve, I mean, better than a championship. Steve Steve should be coaching. He'd be a great college coach. I think Kurt would be a great college coach. Nah, Um, I don't know about that. (laughs) We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's get off of Steve. I want to talk Draymond. Um, I want to talk Draymond because Dame Dame is uh, very close to requesting out uh, MT. So, so that is very interesting in Portland. And uh, and Draymond is on Team USA, and Team USA is not really about basketball. It's really about recruiting. And so, what do you think? What do you think about uh, what do you think about Warriors fans uh, getting the 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 Oakland the Oakland man? What do you think? What yeah, do you think Draymond's that, role is going to be in part of that too? I I think uh, that ended when they moved to Chase Center. Uh, it's not the same. Dame in San Francisco. Mm. No, it doesn't ring. It would have rang at Oracle, like when half the section would, like half the arena would have been East Oakland. You know what I'm saying? It would have been like a cloud of weed over the whole half of the stadium, <laughs> right? Like that. I don't know if it has the same ring of Chase. I don't think. I don't think Damian Lillard can. I mean, I think he could, but I don't think he would come to the Warriors, right? It's too many. Nah. It's too many lyrics on wax about not doing that, right? <laughs> like I don't. I mean, then plus there, there are just other places for him to go, other better places for him to go, uh, where he could be the star he deserves. You, you come here, have to be, yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough, mm-hmm. man. It's a rough. It's a rough place to be. Even though I do think. He and Steph would get along well. I do think that would be some good uh, chemistry and synergy, especially because Steph can play off the ball. But like that, I don't know, man. He could. I don't know if he could do that. I, I don't know if that would be if that would sit well with his spirit after all the the commentary about joining the Warriors. Like then he go and join. That's different than going to Philly or New York, right? Where you're the man. New York's a good one. New York's a good one for Dame. That would be a fun one. Billy would be great too. I'd rather go play with Joel. <laughs> I'd, I'd I win more. Yeah. I win more. Send, send Ben over to the Warriors. Three team, three yeah, team I mean, trade. If, if he goes to the Knicks, I can already tell you how it's going to go. They're they're going to trade everything under the sun for him. It's the mellow trade. They're going mellow, to mellow probably sign Bradley Beal in free agency, <laughs> and then mess it all up, and it's just going to be the same thing that Portland has with two guards. That's why, yeah. Ben Simmons somehow gets you Dame and Dame and Joel and B go compete for his title. That man, tell me that's not a great storyline. Damian Lillard 
delivering Allen Iverson's franchise to the finals. What? That's he crazy. is kind of a perfect Philly. Philly's kind of a, a hater oh, he's, and he's perfect right? for Philly. No yeah. Question. No yeah. Question. He's he's thick enough skin to handle it. He's Plus like, he'll he'll yeah. hit one game winner, tap his wrist one time, and Philly will fall in love, and that's it. Then there'll be be Mike Scott fighting in the parking lots for Dan. <laughs> yeah, Mike Scott's still on that team. That makes sense. That makes sense. No, he's uh, not. Is he? no. <laughs> I don't know what the, Mike uh, Scott is. I, I would like to no. I, sorry, that's what you, I thought. That's what you said. Um, I I um no. Remember Mike Scott was fighting in the y'all remember that NFL game? I'm sorry, y'all basketball guy. My bad. <laughs> Mike Scott at the foot at the football game fighting fans. Eagles. Yeah, I know. I, I forgot about that one. Wow. Never mind. I'm I'm sure light years listeners as intelligent as they are, they got it. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, light years light years listeners. Your hosts are a little bit slow. Come. They come yell at me. I did make a Kyle analogy earlier, so I'm proud of that one. That's that's all I've got for today. Um, I, I I just I would like I would assume Draymond on that team is for recruiting purposes. Why I asked that question, and and I guess if they're not looking at stars, he's looking at recruiting um, guys for the veteran guys, right? That's not going to be done at the Olympics, but be interesting to see who's what he's recruit, who's he going to recruit? Andy Kevin Love. Let's see. Yeah, who? Let's see. Uh... Kevin Love. Jesus. I mean, the Bradley Beal's on the team, right? He's a pretty standard name for the guy. Zach Levine's on the team. That's another one. Zach Levine is one. You know, those are two names. I would love Zach Levine. I have a conversation with Zach Levine. Uh, Hey, Bam out of bios. (laughs) That would be a great one, but (laughs) ain't happening. What do you think of Jeremy Grant? He's on the team. That's another one, too. Yeah, they can get him in a package with the number one pick for kids. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> could be a salary. You know, maybe they don't want to pay him all that money. They could come off that contract. You know, it could be could be something like that. What do you yeah. think, that, wait, Marcus, what do you think they do with the draft pick? Who are you eyeing? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm moving up. I'm trying to get up okay. somewhere. Uh, give me one of them. Give me one of them top guys. Uh, Cade, Suggs, Mobley. You, you don't need you don't need five kids. You just need one very talented kid. Yeah, yeah. I just need one. I want a guy like I wrote. I want a guy who can you put him on the rotation, and guys like Damian Lee and Juan Toscano Anderson and Jordan Poole and Kevon Looney are like, oh yeah, <laughs> this guy this guy should be playing right. Not thinking but he only here because he a draft pick right like i can right you know because those dudes have earned a spot and you know if you could if you're good enough That's to right. make them say yeah you need to be on this court or if you're good enough to like be in a this, who go like when center comes off the court at the end of the game somebody good enough to play with steph draymond clay you know wiggins or you know right and whoever that fit for like i want somebody that good maybe even if they're not that good off the rip, probably by the playoffs, right? Like, and I don't know if you get that at seven. Could get it at seven. It's just a, it's probably a tougher task, you know? And at that 14, I don't even, I mean, I guess I'll take 14, but I wouldn't even want it. You know what I'm saying? 14 is you're taking a dude that you think in a couple of years you can make a player, basically. I mean, they got those guys, right? Right. You know, that, that's my thing. They got those guys. You know, it's like it's like you know when you um order like some food and they throw in some extra, and you'd be like, I'm actually kind of good with what I ordered, which is why I ordered it. But if you want to give me the breadsticks, <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe I'll eat them later. Like that's what 14 feels like to me. Like <laughs> like you're gonna get a player, and it's 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 just gonna be tough to get somebody who's gonna make. Who's gonna make Damian Lee and Juan Toscano Anderson sit on the bench? Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, I, are hungry. Like they earned this spot. They're not giving it up. I don't know if the dude at fourteen is gonna make them like not be played. I guess. I guess they just have to trade it. Like that would be the the option. Like to me, if they were to use both. Actually, you know what? I think the more interesting part is that you're saying you trade up, right? Like I haven't. The Warriors haven't said it. They're not going to say it uh, that they're looking to trade up. But that is that is that would be a neat thing to do i think it's just the problem is i think it's pretty f- close to say the top three guys are extremely talented it looks like suggs four. is the fourth guy that's mm-hmm. also talented but maybe less of a ceiling but after that 
where yeah. you go. And so you got to get into the four, right? And that's uh, yeah. And like, yeah, let's like draft day, something happened right. and the four, somebody jumps and now you got to deal and play. Like you pull a trigger on that deal, you know, uh, I mean, they, you could take the 14, like I'm okay with taking it. You just can't bring back all those same guys you got. Like you got five of these guys at the end of the bench, right? What are you right. doing with Pascal? What are you doing with Smilogic? What are you doing with Nico Mannion, right? Like I want like, those three guys should probably be off the roster. Maybe I mean, Pascal not, but yeah. 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 So that's what I'm saying. You get to that point where it's like you just can't have all of these guys. Like at some point, yeah, so if can't you get a new one. You probably got to get rid of one of the old ones. So that's if I take them, then yeah, I might have to make a hard decision at some point because. They need a couple vet minimum guys, you know, and, and look what was missed and why Steph and Draymond are asking for veterans. It's hard to carry a team and lead a team. Like it's hard to lead the team as a superstar and then go in a locker room and put out fires and start coaching dudes up and be like, that's tough. You need that Sean Livingston and David West. You saw when, like, when have we ever seen Steph go off like in 11 years, Ooh. we never saw Steph screaming like he did. It's a lot of work to go out, get 30 and then have to have the fortitude to put your arm around a guy and be like, here's why you play. And they did an admirable job. It's just not right. fair to ask them that. Right. It's not it's not fair when Steph is trying to figure out. So is this a box of one? Is this like what are, what are they doing on me? And then Nico Mannion is telling me what you see. Ooh, like, ooh. like, you know what I'm saying? Like uh James needs some, you know. So I feel like they need a they need other guys to be those voices on the team. So you gotta give a spot to a dude who may not ever play. But in that locker room, he's going to help the culture. He's gonna help take some of the pressure off. They just didn't do that. They didn't have that guy. It was Steph. It was Draymond. And Clay, like, Clay needed it himself, right? Clay yeah, yeah. that guy. He needed it himself. He going through the roughest patch of his career. So they needed they need a guy on the bench who probably won't play that much, but will be great in the locker room and can take some of those duties. So you get that's one spot going right there, right? Yeah. And then there's you know, if you get 14, that's two spots. Then you got Juan, Damian Lee, and, you know, Looney. Like, you you running out of spots. <laughs> like, at some point, they got to make some decisions on some dudes. For me, it's easier to take the two, move up, and try to get a player you think can really make an impact. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if that's even – because then what if you just get to five? And what if that's that's all you can get with Orlando is, is to five? And, and five is not really like Kaminga, Scotty Barnes. Like, those are probably the guys that – that you're that you're looking at there. Um, but one of those guys will fall to you a seven, right? Like okay. if you like Kaminga, you like Scotty Barnes, right? You like yeah, maybe John yeah. Johnson, you like Book Knight, right? Do you just take one of those guys who fall to you, or do they fall in love with Scotty Barnes and be like, you know, I, I feel like my whole draft concept has changed anyway after watching what the 49ers did. And you know what I'm saying? It's like with that whole that whole uh Mac. Jones situation <laughs> kind of messed me up because I, I <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, these dudes really traded up, was like, eh, we'll see who's there. And they sold it in a way where we were like, yo, they're really about to trade for Mac Jones. So I don't know, <laughs> do they just trade up to five and say, whoever falls, we're going to like them? Well, hey, I tell you what, I tell you, the, the Niners didn't let anyone know what, when or why or who they traded up for. I'm sure if the Warriors were going to trade up or know who they're going to pick, Marcus, that you'd know. <laughs> like, like I'm sure. Like, I don't uh, think the Warriors are leak-proof like the, like the Niners, man. I don't, I don't think it's the same. No, nah, I'd, probably, I'd probably find out the Mac Jones. It's Mac Jones. Who's the Mac Jones of this draft? Uh, Davion Mitchell, probably, I would say. Like, yeah, I, 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 I was going to go Davion say. Mitchell. Probably the guy. Like, he's not a bad player, but I think probably not a guy. Corey that Kispert. We're just like, really, <laughs> guys, dude. He's gonna be like a 15 year journeyman shooter. Not that nice, guys. I was, I was gonna say Kispert too. Yeah. Felt a little cliche. <laughs> I was, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, I, was, I didn't want to say the unathletic or semi-athletic. He's more athletic than Mac Jones. Kispert's more athletic than Mac Jones. Can we agree on that? Are we sure? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I saw that walk and I was done. I was done. <laughs> People just assume older college guys are uh, pro ready. And that's yeah. not like necessarily true. They're just older, you know, 
they're a little bit more of a late bloomer. Maybe they had a bad situation. They had to transfer. School. So you disagree with Bob Fitzgerald? <laughs> uh, Bob and I don't see eye to eye on everything. Yeah, I, I agree with you 1,000%, by the way. Uh, I, you know, but I will say, I will say, guys who played three years, four years at mid-majors tend right. to be readier, right? More ready. They tend I, – I, I trust that a little bit more. Well, those dudes, t- grinding. But they're those also, dudes they're typically have to carry – Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, like guys like Steph or CJ, like – they're not playing with talent. They have to, they yes. have to do it all. So yes. if they, if they catch NBA guys eyes, there's a reason they do. they've had to come up with counters. They've had to yeah. figure out new ways to approach. Uh, those guys. I like, uh, if you're on a mid major team and you play three or four, I'm like, yeah, you, you'll figure this out. You know, you'll get here and figure it out. Cause that's what you've been doing. Be interesting to see how they, how they develop those type of players too. the Warriors, whoever they end up drafting, let's say it is Kaminga. See if he falls. Pretty raw prospect, quote unquote, because they seem to throw Wiseman out there and and they they sold him as someone that would be really really good off the bat almost. And whether that's right or wrong, I'd be curious to see if the guy. Let's say they they just draft someone. Are they going to play him a lot? Are they going to just say he's going to play ten minutes? Like what are they going to do with that guy if it's just going to be one guy? And then they also have a new assistant coach who is from Serbia who nobody knows about. Like oh, you know, you all know about the Serbian Barkley. We uh we had some guy on that actually knew him um and I'm not gonna butcher his name but like that's that's like that's interesting. Yeah. There you go. See there you go. But like hey, I'm, I'm sorry. There we go. No, he he's a pretty uh he was a pretty um coveted sought guy. after. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. And I, I forgot where I saw this. I hate not giving the credit. Somebody said this on Twitter. I forgot who it was, but it was a great point. It's like they need help analyzing these these talents across the pond like the the swing and misses have been their pollen right, right? <laughs> like, it's it's a lot i mean the Euro- european, european Derek Rose, Rose yeah, Kuznets, right like yeah, yeah. they got it's a couple of dudes i'd have forgot about like you know i mean they ain't hit since since uh andrews beedrins <laughs> in yep. 2011 like shout yep. out beans Shout out Beans for all the flack he got. But, yeah, so they could use somebody who can tell you a little bit more, who who got some more credibility in that space. But I, I do think they learned a lot from Wiseman. Again, it was another situation they literally hadn't been in before. Yep, yep. Right? Another situation. They never had a two-pick. And they never had a guy who was like, yo, you don't know how to play at all. But, man, just, just go out there. Let's see what you got. Like, they, they've never been in that situation before. I think they learned a lot from Wiseman. Uh you know, he he probably got crucified. So this next draft pick, they can have a plan, right? Because yeah, it felt like true. it felt like they were winking it with Wiseman a little bit. Uh, just the amount of post ups, the amount of 20, 20 like long twos. Uh, it felt like there wasn't like a a strategy for how to milk what he can do on the court. It was more like a let's see what he can do on the court. And they just haven't been in that situation before, especially during COVID and no training camp and all that, which typically means you don't play the guy, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like usually right. you don't play him, but I, that's where I think the whole concept of no clay, we're not going to win anyway. I think that kind of took over at the beginning of the season. Yeah. That messaging was, was pretty wild off the bat. They, they, Here's, here's what the org did well. They did a very good job of pissing the fans off with some really good quotes all season. So that's. Uh, I mean, there's one quote that you kind of ran <laughs> with it. Oh, we will run with it forever. Oh. But I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll hey, see. But you know, I got a bone to pick, by the way, with, mm. with Warriors fans. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, you you wait. We get fifty minutes into here to get there. Yeah, this, yeah. this is uh this is uh the perfect place to get this off. I'm I'm getting a little tired of y'all telling me what to ask. <laughs> I'm, oh, getting, the- I'm, I'm getting a little, you know what I'm saying? It's like number one, we asking it, and number two, like ain't nobody about to sacrifice their whole job so you can feel like you got your vin in on social media so you can be like, yeah, that's right, Anthony Slater, <laughs> get him. Like, no, like, what are you talking about, man? Like, uh, the stories are there. Go read the stories. The explanations are there. Give me give me an example of a question. What's the one that really irks you? No. Uh, can you please ask yep. 
Steve Kerr to quit. <laughs> like, no, well, like, like, <laughs> I assume it's the one where people say, can you ask Steve why Steph isn't coming in? Right? Like that, that's, oh my God. Like that's that the one is, that you oh, get the most, right? I know that's the one. Uh, Steve, can you ask Steve why? And I'm just dialoguing that. Hey, here's what happened. Steph didn't come back in. Here's the lead law. Can you ask Steve why he's doing? Like, we don't know. Like, he ain't said this answer 50 million times. Like, dude, I'm not your therapist. Like, I know you're mad at Steve. You go off on Steve. Press that caps lock button and get it in. But you ain't got to. I'm, I'm not the reason you're going to feel better about the, You know what I'm saying? I'm not about to be in a meeting. Steve, how dare you not play? You know what I'm saying? So you could feel better. Like, don't root for him then. Pick another team. I don't know, but I'm not sure. Like, I'm there to get some answers and explanations, which I think we do pretty well. I'm not there to be your, like, uh, <laughs> ventriloquist venting session. You know what I'm saying? Like, like stop asking me to do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm too old for this, man. <laughs> I love it. I think the uh, the Warriors fan ire is – it does usually come at the uh, – our good old, our good old guys over at the outsiders. Those are, uh, and they have the toughest job, I think, because their job is directly, it's NBC. They literally say, work for the team. I, that's the what? toughest one. We, that's you, the hardest. You're literally one. asking people to sacrifice yep. their livelihood. That's the hardest. So one. you can feel like your coach is being held accountable. Like, man, if you don't sit down somewhere, we just came out of a pandemic. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like. <laughs> Nobody about to give up their jobs so you can be like, yeah, the media in the Bay Area is tough. Like, what? Because we asked the question in a press conference? We gangsters now? <laughs> That's how we doing it? We gangsters because we asked the question in the press conference? Man, get out of here with that. Oh, I, think a, I think that's a perfect place to end this. <laughs> <laughs> we get that one aggregated. Oh, gee, we appreciate you, man. Get some sleep. Get Thank some you, sir. I'm about to watch this Hawks game. This is lit, man. Yeah, this is cool.